Oh, hi, munchers. This is your co-host, Michael, reminding you, as always, that this podcast does contain spoilers. This week's movie was Annihilation. So strap on your army suit and walk into the shimmer with us. Here we go. movie Monday Madness. I'm Nick Owen. I'm joined today by Michael Brown. Michael, you just got back from the shimmer. You don't seem uh, totally right. Are you Michael? I don't know. Are you Lena? No, I'm Nicholas. Oh. Uh, we're joined today by a friend of ours, uh, Scotty McKinley. Scotty? Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Welcome, yeah. Scotty. Um, the movie we saw this week, Annihilation. Um, about six women. No, five women. I mean five go into uh, this alternate reality, kind of alternate universe, um, kind of study it and find out what it's about. Um, Scotty, what kind, what kind of uh, prediction do you have coming in this movie? I know you read the book. Yeah, so I, I came in guns blazing. Uh, <laughs> I had it at an 8.5. Oh, wow. And uh, a couple factors. Uh, one, because uh, I read the book. I was a huge fan of the book. Really, probably one of the best books I've read in the last couple of years. Um, another factor was Alex Garland, uh, probably one of my favorite writer-directors out right now. And then third, uh, Natalie Portman. She's sure. my girl. <laughs> I ride or die with her. She's the best. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she was. Uh, definitely one of my favorite young actresses, for sure. Um, the book, when did it come out? Do you know? I, 2014. 2014? So, so yeah, about four yeah. years ago, yeah. Um, and the book, you loved it? Yeah, what what kind of what kind of numbers are you coming out with a book like uh, on the scale of books? Oh, but I mean, like I said before, so it was, is it a book podcast? It was uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, one of my favorite books the last couple of years. Um, on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it a nine. Sure. Yeah, it was mm. it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then you mentioned Alex Garland. Yes. Michael has insane ex machina. Big Thanks. mistake. Yeah, yeah definitely mistake. need to get on that. I feel like that's that's an eight for me, probably. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely up there. Pushing eight and a half. Well, we'll uh, definitely see it after seeing this movie. Yeah, yeah no, I gotta see you, it. you you came in pretty low expectations. Came with a five. five. Yeah. yeah. Oof. I, know. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect. The trailers were a little campy, a little. They, but they really only showed like the the jump scare, like parts of the movie. But yeah, that the, was the but one the, alligator. But those were very part. minor. Yeah, and the bear. Breathing in, in okay. their faces yeah. and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but this definitely went in the psychological thriller direction, and I really loved it for that. And it was still pretty sci-fi at the same time. Yeah, solid sci-fi movie. I thought they did a really good job with uh, defining the shimmer and what it did. And it's just an interesting concept. Yeah. And the execution was great, and the visuals were, were gorgeous. Uh, I always wanted to, like, I wanted more stuff, like... There's the bear, there's the alligator, or whatever it was. I wanted to keep like seeing what else this. Uh, what do you do with like this, this dimension? You know. Yeah, I definitely thought the, the uh, that bear thing. I, I called it man bear pig. <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely, I don't know about you guys, but I thought uh, we we're gonna get a cameo from Al Gore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought that creature was was pretty pretty rad. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, looking. and it was just creepy and, and how it you know. 
uh, I don't know, stole or uh, took the screams from that from the first woman. Uh, yeah. They dragged off. I mean, that was just creepy. Yeah, they thought she was still alive somehow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Went down to save her, and this huge bear comes up and rips you apart. <laughs> just maul. Yeah, and that, that scene where it just mauls her face. That was. Yeah. I definitely had to look away. Was, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Pretty gruesome. Like, just like took off her entire bottom of the jaw. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah, that was. So you're saying the shimmer is global warming? The best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the best bear scene from since the Revenant. Oh wow, raking bear scenes. Oh yeah, it's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. like uh, their stat station made it actually after the, the movie. Of course, it's a stat. It's a stat. <laughs> That's a true stat. <laughs> Some numbers going on there. Awesome. Um, what I liked, or I watched Ex Machina on Thursday, I think, before seeing this movie, and he, he just uses like colors very well. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Ex Machina is like a lot of red and uh, a lot of green. This movie was kind of all over the place, but a lot of pastels, I guess. Mm-hmm. But all those colors looked super good. Like bubble colors. Yeah, sure. And you blow bubbles. <laughs> the shimmer looked like a giant bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, though. All the flowers growing off the other flowers and the, the little deer with the flower antlers. The flower people were creepy. Yeah. How really about that? Yeah, that was, that that was, was crazy. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what kind of comparisons do you have to the book? Is there anything like you want to see more of or um, expect well, to see? It, so first of all, it's very different from the book. Oh, really? uh, I mean, it, I got a fun fact I'll throw in here real quick. Yeah, go you, ahead. you Kai Pierce in front of the podcast uh, told me that Alex Garland read the book only once. And then, oh, I heard and that. Then actually, purposely didn't read it again when he was making the movie. So yeah, I think it would make that, sense yeah. that like the idea was the same, but yeah, I thought the, the themes were were pretty similar, but mm-hmm. just narratively speaking, uh, is very different. Interesting. I thought that well, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I kind of like that. I wasn't sure if that was just lazy filmmaking going into it, but now that I saw the movie conceptually, you could take this in you know a lot of directions, and he probably had more creative free, if. Uh, you know, definitely wasn't lazy. Definitely not. He yeah. he had more freedom of creativity because of that, because he wasn't being a slave to the exact narrative of the book. He was able to play with his characters sure. a little bit more and play with those those different visuals. Yeah, and I I I thought that's you know a good way to because I mean trying to make this film I, I like reading the book and then hearing about like oh they're gonna make a movie I was like. I, that doesn't make sense. Like this, this book is so weird and it's so out there and it's just, it's you know hard to pin down and I I couldn't see how they could make it into the film. But I thought you know Garland did a great job of, you know, putting his own uh, little creative way to it and I don't know. I thought it was just beautiful of of um, kind of rambling on. I kind of lost my train of thought, but yeah, yeah was, he did he did do a great job. I mean, I didn't read the book, but like. It was it was very good movie. I'm excited to read the book now. Um, were like the crocodile and the bear in the in the book? Um, a lot of so, stuff like that, or yeah, uh, little variations of it. Um, there was uh, one uh, monster that uh, wasn't technically like I, I'm I'm forgetting what it was. I mean, uh, it was like I don't know if it was. A, like a uh, combination of like a bear or something else, but 
that was the one thing that was like stalking them but um what was different from the movie was they actually the first place they get to is the lighthouse that's where it kind of starts and that's and they go inside the lighthouse and uh there's like writings on the wall it's like it's like this light this light tower is uh this lighthouse is like alive and they're just like what is going on and then they kind of set up base camp there and then the whole book kind of goes into you know them exploring and them taking samples and what's going on and you know DNA and everything's changing and um, and then just you know shit happens and everything goes Dude, and then they start changing like caught. with the because like um, in this movie it, so it was they say they can like she's looking at her fingertips and her yeah head. so yeah I mean yeah everyone in the film is is you know changing but in the book uh what happens is uh, Natalie Portman's character, who is in the first book, is is just the biologist. She doesn't have a name. Selena is is not in the book, yeah. but um, she uh, she goes up to the writing on the wall in the lighthouse, and it kind of gives off this like powder, and she inhales it, and then throughout the next, you know couple chapters she's she's the one that's changing and everyone else is kind of not it's it's yeah it's it's a lot different but so it's like a little more like a virus in that movie exactly yeah so how do they do they explain that it's doing the same thing as far as refracting everything that has dna uh well i guess refracting everything that's refracting everything right yeah i think in the book it doesn't really touch on like everything's refracted i mean there is changes but i think in the movie, they clearly um, explain it a lot more yeah. than in like, the book. I feel like once I saw them, or once she was teaching biology in the very beginning of the movie, uh-huh. I figured you'd be all about this movie. I was, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, they did, they did a good job with the science part of it, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. You probably know better than me, but... Well, it, it kind of gets into... Um, it's a bunch of stuff that's not possible. Well, yeah, and it gets down to like this, this, the scientific argument of like, are like, are we made up of waves or particles, like at the smallest subatomic level? And this movie seems to argue that it's waves, considering everything's being refracted, including DNA. Yeah. So that was kind of fascinating. Like, what a bold choice. If if that if that's true, and there was something that could just start refracting things like this, there was some alien force that could refract things, and things would you know, change at this rapid level and, and mix and meld the way they were they were doing that. I just is fascinating to me. Like and, yeah. and scary. Like it was it was legitimately this was as far as thrillers go. It was super scary. It was really scary. Yeah. Which I liked. And it wasn't jump scares. It was more like wow. There's the there was the one jump scare where uh she sta- uh Tessa Thompson's character standing in the doorway mm-hmm. and oh, she's yeah. like looking around and then she gets taken back by that alligator. Oh, I thought yeah. that was yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty spooky. The entire well, should we start talking about the like last half hour of the movie? Uh, I was wondering why I knew Tessa Thompson. It's because she's in Westworld. Yeah, I mean she's popping over, and she was in yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok too. Oh, that's right. Okay, that too. Right, right, right. She's super badass in that. Yeah, yeah I was just watching Westworld today though, <laughs> so I just saw her, and I was like, "Why does she look so familiar?" That's why. <laughs> okay, good. Glad I got to the bottom of that. Jennifer Jason Lee did a hell of a job, didn't she? Yeah. It's a psychologist. Yeah. yeah. 
She had cancer. That's why she went in on the suicide mission. It's a crazy yeah. angle. Wasn't Every, a suicide mission. Had, like, what was it though? Kind of was. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought. So. I mean, and According I think that was. Her, a, wasn't. Yeah, that's true. She didn't think it was, but she's a psychologist, so she, I think yeah. she was using mind games on herself. Yeah. She said everyone's got a little self-destructing going on in there. Yeah, lives. I was just about to say it. Definitely harped on that, and everyone had their own self-destruction. Yeah. She, I mean had cancer so she had pretty much nothing to live for so she just wanted to you know figure out what was going on in the lighthouse and then you know Oscar Isaac's character his self-destruction was I liked how uh, they're using flashbacks Mm -hmm. to kind of figure out uh, his motivations on going in and it wasn't until that last flashback when she had an affair with with that man that uh, he brought up like um, does he know that you know you're cheating on him Right. And she was like, yeah. So that was kind of his self-destruction of, you know, maybe I'm not good for her. Yeah. And, and maybe that was maybe the psychologist the reason. like touched on that. Yeah. Before we yeah. even knew about that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, or like someone's in a bad relationship, which kind of like Natalie Portman thought she was talking about her. Yeah. Or maybe, no, maybe she knew she was talking about Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, she knew she was the other half of that relationship. Yeah, so of course. Because <laughs> yeah. right before Kane, Oscar Isaac's character, blows himself up with a phosphorus grenade, he says, I thought I was a man. And he doesn't explicitly say that, you know, his wife's, the reason why he doesn't feel that way anymore is because his wife's cheating on him, but I think that's kind of the implication, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that this, sort of turns a mirror on people or on humanity as, like, maybe we're the source of the destruction, especially at the end when uh, when uh, Lena's character, that she gets that drop of blood in, the, in that vortex thingy at the lighthouse, and then it creates that sort of mirror image humanoid of her, and she, she attacks it, yeah. and so it attacks her, and then she ends up sort of almost destroying herself because she sort of has control over it. Yeah, the last half hour of this movie was nuts. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't completely know what was going on. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on there. But it's like, that it, the lighthouse or whatever had, like, the shimmer, I guess, like, yeah. took a little part of her while they were killing her, right? Similar to how the bear uh, took, you know, her screams. Right. Um... So kind of like took this, like hard, like badass Natalie Portman character, made her into another badass, like, and just kicked her out. Mirror like, herself. Yeah, mirror herself. The, yeah. You know, like the splitting of two. You know, yeah, they, sure. They harped on that a lot, where right. they show with show the cells, you know, splitting into two for. Yeah. That's kind of what I took away from that that yeah. last scene. It was so it was taking DNA and then replicating an entire being because yeah. that that cane replicant was crazy too he climbed down into the into the hole in the lighthouse and then and then you see like one of those weird for, figure like person humanoid figures oh, that, like that in, split second yeah that that, split second oh right that was so spooky and then yeah. he climbs out and, it, and it's him so he must have touched it i guess because isn't that what happened when natalie portman touched it it became it like exactly morphed into this what she was but then he had his control in the camera. Yeah, that was <laughs> like crazy. Taking instructions from him. So that was weird. Because yeah. then it comes down to like, I think ultimately she somehow had control over, Natalie Portman's character somehow had control over her humanoid. And then Oscar Isaac's character somehow figured out how to control his humanoid. 
I don't know. It doesn't like I don't I don't know how I'm trying I to make sense think of it right that. now. But yeah. it, it seems like he had his doing something for him, and then at the end she had hers hold the phosphorus grenade and stay there and let her escape. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. Um, but yeah, what what I didn't get was uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character Ventress when she's inside when because she meets her before she explodes or you know and. She said something along along the lines, you know, uh, like, I wanted to see what was in the lighthouse. I found it. It's inside me. And right. maybe I was just I was just thinking that maybe uh, even though they duplicated, maybe they're also becoming one. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, because she was in there and, you know, I, I didn't see she had a duplicate. I, you know, and whatever just, she it, turns into also turns into Lena after that. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Right. Whatever that, that yeah. weird fractal vortex thingy that's swirling around that comes out of Jennifer Jason Lee right after she says the name of the movie. And then yeah. that's the same thing that takes up light everywhere. The same thing that takes like blood from, yeah, it takes uh, blood Lena. from Lena and yeah. then turns whatever form used to be Jennifer Jason Lee into Natalie. And at Portman. the same time, there's just like this incredibly sick beat going on. Oh yeah, that that was pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, uh, Alex Garland's score has been pretty sweet. Yeah, when I was watching Ex Machina, I was just like, oh yeah, this this is like masterfully scored. Do we know anything about who scored the movie? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, when the credits were rolling and all the names were popping up, I just, I just wasn't paying attention. I was just <laughs> so entranced of what I just watched, and yeah. it was. And trance is a great way to put it. Because yeah. that's exa- really at the end when you're like looking into the vortex and like seeing it reflected in Lena's yeah. eyes. And it is it is entrancing. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like if I had a camera on me during that experience, like <laughs> my tongue was out, you know, my <laughs> eyes were bulging. I was Dro- like, drooling on the floor. Yeah, just like <laughs> that was trippy. Yeah, definitely trippy. Yeah, in fact, I got two names. It's uh, Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury, and they did the same music for Ex Machina too. Okay. But I don't really see. I saw like some video, like Grand Theft Auto. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Four. So I don't think anyone watched that, but maybe the sound's good in it. Yeah. But did you see it, Scotty? Um, Fantastic Four in two thousand fifteen. Was that the uh, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Did it have good music, at least? I don't remember. It was such a bad probably movie. Not, yeah, yeah, probably not that good. Do you even remember the music? Yeah, that's good enough. Hopefully those are those guys are just attached and to his next movie, too. Yeah. Any word on his next movie? Uh, I think he's doing a, a TV show. Oh, sure. I don't know, because uh, I listened to a podcast right before... On the ringer, yeah, and they were uh, the watch. The, yeah, uh, no, it was uh, what's this? Sean Fantasy. Oh yeah, he like talks to directors. Oh, yeah, Alex was on that. Yeah, yeah and uh, I, I don't know if if he gave any details, but yeah, it was a TV show, but cool. it's pretty early in the work. So he's currently writing Halo. Could they cancel the, that movie? Uh, according to this, it's in production. Really? Yeah. That was last updated in January. Hmm. So that's, that's just literally last month. the one based on the video game. He wrote 28 Days Later? Yeah. Interesting. That's crazy. He's written a lot of good movies before he... Because, yeah, Ex Machina was his first... It was his first movie behind the, uh, behind the camera. But then he's written, like... Uh, what was it? 
yeah, 28 Days Later. Oh, what? He wrote The Beach. He wrote yeah. the novel. The novel The Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, really? Uh, yeah, in the podcast, they were talking about that. He was, yeah, he was a novelist before he was... Interesting. Before he was a writer. Uh, and The Tesseract, which also was adapted into a movie in uh, 2003. So they just decided to get behind the camera. With. He's just a storyteller. Yeah. yeah. The guy just knows how to tell stories, which is awesome. Devil May Cry the video game. I don't know it, but it looks pretty badass. <laughs> I don't know it either. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I thought we got a little hint of maybe... You said it, it was... The Shimmer was sort of combining things. We definitely get a hint of that when it when it takes... Uh, What's her face's voice? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and then at the end, um, sort of starts combining people and splitting people. Man, just crazy. Yeah, this movie's a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah, I, I, see, think about it. I feel yeah. like upon multiple viewings, right. it'll start to make a little bit more sense. And we just saw it. Like, yeah. yeah. We haven't had too much time to uh, no, unpack it in our heads. I mean, I, I've had a couple days to mull it over, but still, I'm still <laughs> kind of just, yeah. I'm out of it, yeah. I What I love about this movie and movies like this, um, I like this about Blade Runner too, where it transports you to this alternate reality and you feel it and you feel like, okay, I'm actually here. It literally takes you and you're there and things are scary and things are real and things are happening and you're trying to figure them out alongside the characters. Yeah. He does a really good job of creating like a, an immersive environment. I definitely agree. Um, last week you said this is a, uh possibly hateful hateable yeah potentially hateable potentially hateable yeah well there's a possibility it could have been super campy and if it had all been i'm just just trying to get to some numbers here uh oh because we never got to the numbers absolutely but you came in with like a five i came with a five so you probably have a pretty big job here i came out with an eight eight i'm giving it a three-point jump i really liked it i will definitely be seeing it again and honestly it, it might continue to rise after subsequent viewings but right now I'm I'm at an I'm an eight out of ten I think solid movie three point really jump good it's nice yeah uh, Scotty came in eight and a half right yeah uh, I'm gonna stay the same I'm gonna go eight and a half I thought it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be nice. definitely met expectations and yeah it was it was fantastic sure I'm bumping it up seven and a half one point jump from six and a half yeah all right um, what was the main reason for the one the one point. What do you mean? Just the jump? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I for some reason, like like you said, the the trailers did make it seem kind of corny. There's just the one line mm-hmm. in the trailer that I kept going back to. Like I can't go back, which I didn't remember seeing in the movie. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't even think it was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that either. Yeah, because yeah. there's the one point where I thought she was gonna say it, and then like she's like, "No, we need to go to the lighthouse." Like the one girl wants to go back. Yeah. I want those expectations to be like I can't go yeah. back <laughs> I should not say it yeah um, it's but no like it, they, it wasn't that it almost seems like they wanted to keep your expectations low and then once you see it you're like whoa that just blew my freaking mind yeah. yeah yeah did a good job of that if that was the intention the one the one problem I really had was if if the beach if there were only two miles by way of the beach to the lighthouse then that was their ultimate destination why did they just start on the beach like come in from the ocean. Come in from the ocean or come in from the beach and I mean, just walk the two miles along the beach to the lighthouse. You think, right? right. But, but then we wouldn't have had the story we had. Yeah. So that's why. But they didn't explain. 
why. Yeah. They didn't explain, like, we want to figure out what happened with these previous teams or anything like that. They kind of did. Like, I feel like they should have. You thought they did? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Like, I mean, they were curious. They definitely wanted to know, especially Lena wanted to know what happened to her husband. So yeah. It, it does make sense that from that standpoint. But from from uh, um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character, what was her name? Vander Tross? Ventress. Ventress. Yeah. <laughs> From Ventress's, Dr. Ventress's standpoint, it seems like she wanted to get to the lighthouse as quickly as possible. So she might have been, you know, she might have voted for the beach entrance. Yeah. And that's like in, in the book, that's, you know, that's the first thing they get to is yeah. the lighthouse. So, and, uh, and they do actually do a good job of what I liked it better in the book was the teams they sent out before mm-hmm. their team, uh, you know, each team had, like, a different, like, demise. Like, one team, they came back, everyone had cancer. Mm-hmm. Another team, uh, they all committed suicide. So it was, like, a different thing would happen to each team, and it was just, you know, made it even more, you know, mysterious of what this place is. Okay. Yeah. So you had more information, but you felt it made it more mysterious. Because this, they didn't yeah. give us any information about the teams other than um, came Oscar, back yeah. Yeah. and... He's fucked up. Oh, and, oh, and the scene where uh, they get to the mess hall and they they find the video camera. Yeah. And they cut open the guy's stomach, and it's just his intestines like are moving. Snakes, that was yeah. yeah, that was hard to watch. It's almost like like yeah. there were a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Like crawling around in his stomach yeah. instead of normal organs. Yeah, and then and and then uh, when they get to the pool and they see, I thought that was a a beautiful kind of like art direction. That he's just plastered on like oh the wall, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's just like his butt, like his legs are down here, and his skull is like yeah. up to. I thought that was. The I mean, but it was disturbing. Yeah, like, I thought it was. Yeah, too. I thought it was yeah. beautiful, but disturbing. Yeah, for sure. The <laughs> only thing that bothered me about that scene was one of them was like, "What is this?" And they're like, "I don't yeah. know." It's like, well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty a, obvious. This used to be a guy. <laughs> yeah. Now it's splattered on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's half a human, and that's yeah, the other yeah. half. That it, was the top half of the human, and this was the bottom half. Yeah, and they don't realize it until, you yeah. know, she sees the knife in the water, picks it up, and drops it. And then, yeah, and then she realizes it and then was she a freaks guy. out, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, her observational skills should be better than that. She was yeah. like a top-of-her-class med student, yeah, wasn't she? Scientist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you studied anatomy a lot to not recognize certain pieces <laughs> of the human body. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That was that character. She had her own, she had her own issues, you know? But then she was the one who figured out that things were being refracted, which when I heard that, I thought that was just freaking brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was great. Oh, and then, did she cool. just turned herself and, into... And then, yeah, as she's like, describing these things, yeah. as she starts turning into so like, that's, a plant. Yeah. So that also makes me think that people had a certain amount of control over how the, how the shimmer affected them. Because we also have Natalie Portman at the end saying, you know, they were grilling her, like, why are you the only one who made it back? And she says, because I had a reason to come back or I wanted to come back, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them didn't have a reason to come back, and they all met different demises sort of in line with what their issues were, I think. Yeah, that's sure. a pretty good point, yeah. So this was uh, the first time we've seen Oscar Isaac since Suburbicon, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I saw him in Ex Machina the other night when I watched it. Oh, you saw him in Ex Machina, but I think... Star Wars? Oh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Great point. Yeah, code. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't see Suburbicon, but 
Oh, He's the only good part of it. Yeah, yeah. save yourself it's the trouble. Just like three minutes of Oscar Isaac, that was incredible, and then the rest yeah, of it was <laughs> utter garbage. Yeah. Man, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Just, uh, I thought he did a good job in this movie for sure. Uh, I mean, I thought the best part was his hair. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. I think he rocks a slick back like no other. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I like his uh, his beard and bald head uh, look, and yeah. A couple movies, right? Doesn't he have the same thing in uh, Drive? Bald and bearded? Uh, I think it's just short, shaved. Okay. Not not full bald, but yeah. Okay. And this has been this week's Oscar Isaac on the red carpet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he can definitely pull off a lot of looks. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah, that's great. He's got he's got range as an actor and as a range as a a range of hairstyles. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah, he was great, though. Was his hair the same in the the movie? Like, um, I, I thought all, all the way through the movie, you mean? Yeah. So I yeah, thought... it, it was changing. So uh, in one of the flashbacks, where uh, it's the day he's leaving, he's got the slick back. Yeah. And then uh, during um, oh, it's probably the DNA uh, refractor yeah. reactions. Oh, uh, I want yeah, I wanted <laughs> to bring up one more quick thing when uh, uh, I I think it was uh. I forget her name. The uh, the paramedic, she has the uh, that like snake eight tattoo. Oh yeah, I want to talk about this too. And uh, it somehow, and I, I didn't even notice until after. But um, when they're rowing through the river, Natalie Portman looks down in her arm and she looks like, oh, what's that? And then you There's know the someone bruise. says like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a bruise. But it was the eight kind of coming into form. I thought that was really cool yeah and then towards the end she full on has the tattoo when she's talking to getting like interviewed by the guy yeah and doesn't Kane have one have it at one point also does he no he's got like a shoulder he has a shoulder he doesn't he never has the forearm tattoo though not that I know of okay I I don't remember saying that yeah but yeah she definitely they definitely swapped tattoos which is weird because that wouldn't be DNA but I don't know who knows it's a mystery how the shimmer but like is is like voice DNA that would I, probably I, be more I, like linguistics. Yeah, right? I thought linguistics is like you learn, not oh, yeah. something that's encoded. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so, but what about Oscar Isaac when he has the uh, grenade? Like, I feel like his hair was different than the Oscar oh, Isaac that was behind was the just, camera. Yeah, no, definitely, because it was more like shaggy and yeah. just like, tangled and yeah. Exactly. Was, he hadn't been combing, maybe. Yeah. That's probably it. Just yeah. going crazy. Didn't have oh, just gel. pulling his hair out. Like, <laughs> no what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Yeah, the 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 uh, that tattoo was like a snake that was like biting its own tail, so it made the infinity symbol. Mm-hmm. Definitely a symbol in the movie because it was, I don't know, that has something to do with the continuance of life and the possible, I don't know, change or something. It seems like there's a symbol in there somewhere. Yeah, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know exactly what it would be. Yeah, it's the How creation many of life and get that tattoo now though. You're gonna get it. No, but I think people will get it. Yeah. Don't you think? I'm yeah. sure somebody will. We'll Google that in like a month and see how many people got <laughs> that tattoo. Remind me in a month. I will. Uh, Siri, uh, remind Nichols in a month to check to see about the infinity tattoo with the snaky snake. Thank you. Um, you guys want to talk any more about the movie or should we uh, get on to another section? I know we got some exciting stuff going on this week. Um, I just want to say I love Natalie Portman. You, you touched on it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she's uh, my girl, yeah. Yeah, she's great. 
Can I just add one more thing? Add whatever uh, you want, Scotty. At the very end, what did you guys think um, uh, when they hugged each other? What did you think of that scene and her iris changing? Yeah. She had the shimmer in her still. Uh, yeah. Do you yeah, think, well, like, they were, those two are now the new species or the new kind of thing that that makes you question, like, you know, when when she says like oh like or when a uh, Benedict Wong's character was like it was it extraterrestrial or you know oh yeah and it makes you think like could that have been sent from somewhere else well, just yeah. to even in the uh, well in the beginning there's like almost a like a, a missile firing or yeah meteor, exactly yeah. and that hits the lighthouse mm-hmm. and it seems extraterrestrial yeah you know um, I had the so same I think thought, though. maybe a little yeah and they say in the movie you know. The uh, there's a little bit of shimmer that's gonna come back with you, or like yeah, there's a little bit of shimmer in all of us, and you know she probably comes back a little alien. Yeah, for sure. And Jennifer Jason Leigh's character says it's in me. Yeah. Right before she starts mm-hmm. morphing and transforming, up, throwing up light beams. Um, but the, yeah, I was thinking that too because Kane, that fake Kane at the end, is just a straight up alien. He's one hundred percent made up of shimmer. I think it's both because it, him and the alien. I think they're they're one of the but same. He doesn't he doesn't recognize himself as Kane. He, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So he's exactly. like just pure alien, right? Because the actual Kane burned up with a he, phosphorus he, grenade. But the actual Lena didn't, right? No, the actual Lena came back. Yeah. She burned up her phosphorus shimmer self. Yeah. In, in the lighthouse. Definitely some. So there's there's two other books to this trilogy. There's a, oh, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I think the second one is just about like uh, the government of like uh, really? yeah, I, like they're like connected, but they're not really oh, like okay. and and I yeah, I definitely have to read the next two, but yeah, and then the third I forget when the third one's about, but um, I just remember reading something that like it won't answer any questions uh, like, okay. it kind of just leaves leaves it up well, into think be interpretation uh, I mean I don't think so yeah um, just have it as a standalone I mean uh, I don't think it's going to do well at the box office right and that's yeah. the only factor yeah. that's going to determine whether I think it's, it's going to have like a Blade Runner kind of run where you know it's such an excellent movie but little, no one goes to see it classic yeah it's very niche yeah yeah, yeah for sure well, the munchers. Go out and see it. It's good. Yeah, support this yeah. one. This Save this movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Really. Put it in your niche. Let's try and get a sequel made. Yeah. Let's let's go full trilogy. Let's go go see it a couple times. <laughs> we'll go full trilogy on this one. Let's get the support we need. Um, you wanna get into some mailbag? Mailbag. Yeah, let's do it. Mailbag. We got a, we got a email here from a good friend, Dr. D. Warren. Want to read it? Sure. So this is from uh, Dr. David, Ph.D. in uh, San San Diego, California. Hello, long time, first time. Just listened to the train movie, one and the one and the Winchester Mystery House documentary episodes while doing science. That led me to think, do you guys ever review good movies? You make me not want to watch anything ever. 
And I don't know about you, but if you wake up in Europe and don't have three steins of beer with breakfast, you're not doing Europe right. See you guys soon. Best regards. Dr. D. Warren. Dr. D. Warren. Um, Warren, you listen to the worst two movies that we've reviewed. <laughs> uh, maybe check out one of the better ones, like this one, this one or uh, <laughs> last week's Black Panther. Uh, there are plenty of good ones in the year 2017 as well. Uh, what was your favorite of last year? My favorite favorite of last year was probably Brigsby Bear. Brigsby. Sky, what was your favorite last year? Uh, Blade Runner for sure. Blade Runner yeah. for sure. I really uh, that my, mine was Dunkirk. Check out all three of those podcasts. Absolutely. All good ones. Kugus, what was your favorite movie last year? Well, I was going to say, if Warnick, <laughs> uh, check out the end of Molly's Game podcast. Uh, these two give their top ten movies. I just listened to it. and uh, Yeah, we do. Also, Molly's Game happens to be the most popular Quadum episode um, sure is. in Quadum history. So definitely get <laughs> that It's pretty shocking to me, but yeah. I, I guess it, it was, was a pretty great movie. It was a pretty though. great podcast. Yeah. Um, also, both uh, the Train movie and the Winchester House documentaries, the uh, podcast is way better than the movies. 100%. So you checked out the right uh, Yeah, you did check media. out the right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, and then we had a write-in from, uh, an, actually, another one from San Diego. Go figure. <laughs> a lot uh, of San Diego listeners. Yeah, a lot of San Diego listeners. San Diego uh, loves Quad M, apparently. Uh, uh, so this these are category suggestions for the Munchies. On our Oscar podcast. Coming up on the Oscar podcast. Uh, <laughs> we got podcast all about Oscar Isaac, by the way. Yeah, that's not, that's not Oscars, <laughs> the awards. It's Oscar Isaac. <laughs> The man. No, just kidding. It's definitely the awards. But we're going to be doing munchies, so those are new categories. For those of you who are new to the podcast, new categories that aren't in the Oscars that we're going to be giving out uh, our own awards for. So, I thought about this today. I'm going to have uh, set up some kind of vote. Voting system. We've got to get the website up and running. Get the munchers in there. Which would no, also you can help. do it on Twitter. Super easy. Help Dr. Warnick to. Uh, oh, we can do it on Twitter. That's true. All right. We're going to get the website up one of these days, though. I gotta talk to our IT guy. What are some of these categories? So, uh, the best movie nobody watched, which this could be a good fit. You know, it's obviously not a 2017 movie. No, but if nobody Brigsby. Used to see it. Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear, great movie nobody watched. Best cameo, sure. Unexpected casting, unexpected actor. Uh, best use of a non original song, uh, which is, I think. That could be really good. We got a couple yeah. of age categories. Best kid in a movie, best old person in a movie. Best old guy. <laughs> best old guy, best old gal. Um, best nap movie. Best uh, kids movie for non-kids. Uh, I was a big Cars 3 guy. Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear. I don't think I think that's an adult movie, though. I mean, it's about a kid's show, but I think it's an adult movie. Uh, it's an adult movie for kids, not a kid's movie for adults. Right, which could be another category. Interesting. It's own, <laughs> we should just make up categories that are just so Brigsby Bear gets more awards. Yeah. Because I think they're going to get snubbed at the Oscars. Uh, funniest scenes. Funniest duo acting pair. Good chemistry. I'm, I'm saying these are all going to Brigsby Bear so far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best movie location or a location you'd want to actually visit. Where was Brigsby Bear? Like, probably like <laughs> Ohio. I'm not going to Ohio. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the Midwest probably, but we love our Mr. Midwestern listeners. And we'll go out. I hear the food's good. Yeah. We'll go out if you convince Ohio us. Ohio food is good. We'll be sure to hit it on the uh, 
quad M world tour. That's coming down the pipeline in the next <laughs> few years here, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great category. So we're, we'll have nominations out for you guys. Again, keep saving your paychecks. You're going to want to put some money on our Oscar predictions. And you're going to want to tune in for uh, the Munchie Awards as well. Definitely. And thanks, uh, thanks, Nicole. Thanks for the great email and great suggestions. Yeah, and thanks for the Thank love. Thank you. Thanks for the love. Thanks for munching. Thanks for munching. That's that's really it. Um, you want to get into next week? You guys uh, got else? Yeah, let me just tell the munchers. Talk? Munchers, we're still taking suggestions for munchy categories. We're still taking emails. If uh, if you got a gripe, if you got a question, if you got a comment, let's keep it to questions and gripes. Um, but right to us. Nothing to gripe about. Nothing to gripe about. But uh, if you're doing science and you're listening to <laughs> podcasts about the bad movies, you're wondering which good movies we are. We do have some good movies that we've reviewed. Um, so write to us at mmmmmpod at gmail.com. That's four M's, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at mmmmpod. Write to Nick at nickowen2 or me at mbcomn. We'll see you on the internets. Trailer talk. Uh, Scotty, any trailers? Anything you're looking forward to coming up? Um, you want to get? You want to talk about? Let me to put you on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> Rampage, maybe. Oh, actually, yeah. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. You know, going back, I, I loved the video game as a kid on X- N64 for Rampage. It was, it was um, so good. It was great. And, I mean, anything with The Rock, like, I'll go see it. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he's awesome. So I'll definitely see that. Actually, uh, kind of a guilty pleasure, but I am looking forward to Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think it looks great. It doesn't look terrible. What about uh, Hurricane Heist? <laughs> oh, which one was that? That was... uh maker of Fast and Furious. It's like, uh, I don't know, there's like a hurricane and a heist going on at the same time. <laughs> it's Geostorm like, meets Fast and the Furious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that probably doesn't end out. No, it doesn't, well, doesn't so, look good. Yeah. It's awful. But I, I, I just wanted to add one more thing. Uh, we've had a great run of adult sci-fi movies these last couple years. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. I, I, you know, uh, I mean, with Annihilation this year, Blade Runner last year, uh, yeah. 2000 or Nick Owen's 2016 favorite movie, Arrival, uh, <laughs> and uh, Ex Machina. I, I think uh, think sci-fi is headed towards uh, something good. So yeah, looking forward uh, to the future. Yeah, Brace me, Brace me, Brace me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else that you might have missed, but I, I don't know. Star Wars. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. All those movies. Pretty good. To be honest, I really like the Star Trek movies. I always like the Star Trek movies. I, I really hope that uh, Star Trek, uh, Quentin Tarantino's... Uh, Is that a thing? Yeah, I, apparently he was like writing a script for it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's ever going to get made, but I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Um, how about next week? You dig the What do we see next week? Uh, game night. Game night. Oh, this one looks fun. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like we haven't got a good comedy in a while. I'm with you. What was the last comedy we did? It wasn't. Was it the? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't either. I can't think of the last comedy. But I'm also trying to think of like the last good comedy. I th- the House might have been the last comedy we tried to review. That was so long ago. That was a long time ago. Had to be something in between that. Uh, what was that? Last Night? What was the movie about the bachelorette party? Yeah, that was even before yeah. the House. That was before the House? Yeah. I don't know. So it's been a while since we've done a comedy. This one looks particularly good. Um, what, are your, uh, what are you predicting? Um, I'm predicting uh, seven. Seven? Yeah. Bold move, fella. It's a lot of people I like. Uh, Coach Taylor, Meth Damon, um, Ritual McAdams. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably something I'll enjoy and watch again and enjoy again. I'm uh, I'm, I'm stoked on anything with Jason Bateman in it. Of course. Ever since he came back uh, from his 10 or so years of uh, being a crazy party animal. I think he's just been crushing it with his choices, and uh, he's held an actor. So, yeah, and Rich McAdams is absolutely adorable. So, absolutely looking forward to this movie. I'm going to predict a 7 out of 10, which is probably high. It's probably pretty high. What do you think, Sky? Um, I did see the uh, the reviews for it, and it got great reviews, so. Oh, there we go. Um, for Kami, I, I guess a 7.5. I think it looks good. Can't nice. wait to see it. Yeah, it's good. Oh, written by the guy from, uh, or directed by... Oh, John Francis Daly again. Yeah. Uh, Freaks well, and Geeks, yeah. Yeah, the Freaks and Geeks guy. He's been working, man. He wrote, like, uh... He wrote Waiting. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, in Bones. Hold on, I was looking at his director. Uh, oh, yeah, Vacation, the new Vacation. Did that come out already? Vacation? Uh, yeah, was a couple years ago, yeah. Was that like vacation, Chevy Chase vacation, like that? Yeah, very, uh, oh, very forgettable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know it came out. Ed Holmes? Same two directors. Wow. Oh, Siri's trying to get at me. I think uh, she heard me talking to Nick earlier. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> A little late, Siri. All right, well, uh, look forward to game night next week. Absolutely. I want to thank Scotty once again for coming on. Yeah, thanks show. for having me. This was yeah. a blast. Yeah. Next, ne- your next favorite sci-fi movie we'll have to have be on Definitely, again. Yeah. Oh, sci-fi movie coming up, Ready Player One. And I, I read the book. Did, oh, did you? you? Yeah, I like the book. So, yeah. uh, but it, I will say, it doesn't look great. I think, I think Steve's lost his touch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, he. I, I think it'll be all right. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna disagree with you completely. Saying he's lost <laughs> yeah. his touch. I think he's just making poor choices of movies. Oh I, yeah. I think no, I, I agree. The with that, executions yeah. are perfect, but the movies he's choosing to make are like why did you choose that yeah. you could do anything in the world so I hope I hope it's good yeah no, I, I really hope it's good too did you like the book was it was it really good yeah I mean it was it was a very easy read it's not really complex it's very surface level but I thought it was enjoyable a lot of references to like 80s you know, video games movies all that sure. cool. so yeah the movie looks the same you know the yeah pretty much a lot, yeah. a lot of references yeah yeah for sure we'll see Sweet. Well, on that, munchers, have a great week. Thanks for munching. We really appreciate you. Yep. I'm Nick Owen. I'm Michael Brown. Thanks for munching.